Hey girl, so I am so excited for this week's episode. Um, I really debated doing this or not, and then I realized like why the heck wouldn't I do this episode because this is a huge, huge part of who I am. It's the center of who I am, and the whole point of this podcast is to speak about things that have to do with girls and the truth is there are lots of girls a lot of my friends who are believers in jesus christ who have jesus um on the throne of their hearts and he is literally their life and he's my life um and so it would be a disservice to us and to jesus for me not to do a podcast sharing my faith and like i said there are plenty of girls out there um we're believers and so yeah I wanted to do this podcast because my faith is a huge part of who I am and I wanted to share this with everyone um, I want to start off by saying that I am not in any way shape or form trying to convert you if you are not a Christian then great I mean not great but great you know um, I'm not judging you it's totally fine this is my lifestyle um, but I hope that you will hear me out. I hope that you will listen to this with an open mind. I hope you didn't cringe when I said I was a Christian um, and come with prejudgments. And so I'm just going to start off with a short version of my testimony. So I did not grow up in a Christian household. I did not grow up in a household where God was even a big deal. I didn't grow up reading the Bible, going to church or any of those things. I think I went to a Catholic church about three times my whole life. Um, both my parents were baptized Catholics. I was also baptized as a baby and we attended like three times. And honestly, I just remember sleeping those three times and like being totally bored and looking around at all the scary statues of saints that do not exist. And it was really scary and boring. For me as a child and I had absolutely no idea what was going on and so that was um, the only experience that I had um, with any sort of faith growing up so I grew up in a really secular household and I grew up basically with God not being existent in my life um, I would even go as far to say that I didn't know who Jesus was I of course knew that there was a person who existed at some point in time by the name of Jesus, but I had no idea who Jesus was. I didn't, I wasn't familiar with the Bible. And so I didn't know who Jesus was and I didn't know that Jesus was God and I didn't know any of those things. And so that's why I grew up. So I had always been a goody two shoes my whole life. Um, around 18 or 19, I, started going off and I would say living a lifestyle that was leading me into brokenness and I started dating a guy and he was an atheist and I was a self-proclaimed atheist and we hated anyone who was Christian we did anything that came from the Bible that was good well anything that I knew of from the Bible because I barely knew anything um, and I was completely broken. I was a feminist. I would walk around with no bra on. 
I literally would hashtag things on Twitter and Instagram, hashtag free the nipple. I was that person. If you look at me now and you know me now, you would never know this. I bought into the lie that wearing less clothes was liberating. Um, I barely wore clothes, I swear. I had like these tiny, tiny crop tops. I don't even know if they should be called crop tops. I would call them bras now and little short shorts or daisy dukes and I would leave my house like that and when men would look at me I would be angry and tell them that it was my body and my choice and they had no right to look at me um, because the clothes that I was wearing were not provocative they were not sending a message out there that was my belief at the time and I was basically headed into being a radicalized feminist um, and I was leading myself further and further into brokenness because of my following the world and following society which I just want to say if we look at our society people are more unhappy than ever and so I was following everything that the world was telling me was going to bring me happiness and fulfillment and I was super materialistic loved expensive bags, loved fancy parties, I loved going to galas, I loved wearing beautiful dresses and having my makeup done and wearing heels and feeling beautiful and just doing all the things that our culture tells us would bring us liberation. I was doing it all and yet I was so depressed. So depressed that at one point in my life I just wanted to die. I I, I just felt like wow, I'm doing all of these things. I'm a feminist. I'm fighting for women's rights. I'm fighting for women to be equal to men and to be liberated from all, from the misogyny of our culture and our society and all of these things. And I'm buying all the things that are supposed to make me happy. I'm wearing all the makeup. I look beautiful. Why don't I feel happy? And it's because I was looking for happiness and joy in things that are hollow. So, um, I, I also hated the idea of there being a God because of some horrible things that had happened to me, traumatizing things I'm not really going to get into detail about, but when I was younger. And so I was the same way that most people are like, if there is a God out there, then he must be terrible because how could this horrible thing happen to me when I was a young girl or if God does exist, then I hate him because of these horrible things that have happened to me. That is, that was my mindset. And so I broke up with this guy. I was completely torn apart, a mess. I wanted to die. And I don't mean that I would just like lay there and be depressed and be like, oh, my life sucks. I want to die. I mean, I literally would picture myself dying and wanted something bad to happen to me. I wanted to die, but I was scared to kill myself. So I wasn't like planning on taking pills or doing something to myself, but I did want to die. I did want for a car to hit me or for someone to shoot me. Like I was at that extent. I was that unhappy. I would come home every single day. I would cry. My parents were super worried about me. I was super broken and in need of saving. So this just continued for a while. I remember one day I got on my laptop and I was on YouTube and I see this video and I believe that it was an Elevation video. It was either Elevation or Rude Church. It was one of these churches and it was on depression. 
and I watched the video and it ignited something in my soul, y'all. Like, it did. Um, I, that whole night, all I did was watch these, which now I know are sermons. At the time, I had no idea. I'd call them church videos. I'd watch these sermons online and they would literally touch places in my heart that had not been touched. They'd speak about things that I was feeling in ways that our culture and our society and all the self-help books and the people who get paid to do YouTube videos who have these glamorous lives will talk about, but like what we'll try to talk about, but have no idea about the human condition and like the horrible things that we're going through. And these people were basically reaching me in ways that I had not been reached um, understanding me in ways that I felt like I hadn't been, I hadn't been understood ever. And all of these things that they were talking about and the source of it, right, was the Bible, were scriptures. And I couldn't believe it because what I'd been shown from the Bible were, of course, scriptures out of context that showed a God who was super hateful and loved oppression and misogyny and hated women and all of these things. Um, so I just could not believe it. It ignited such a fire in me for like wanting to know more and a curiosity for wanting to read more that I found a site, christianbooks.com. I love them. Um, and I ordered myself a Bible and I had absolutely no idea how to read it or what I was doing, but I, I wanted to know more. Anywho, that is my my short little testimony um, going further. And I, I eventually went to church and got baptized and like all these other things. And of course, now I have been a believer for many years. Um, yeah. And I just want to share a couple of things um, that I used to believe and misquote. Um, that many people in our society believe and misquote. First um, is the God is love thing. So God is love. When you read the Bible, um, God is the literal definition of love. But that scripture is used out of context and is used in a way for us to excuse our sins and to feel okay with the decisions that we make. Like, God is love, so only God can judge me, which is right. God can judge you and God will judge you. And that is not something that should be taken lightly. I would be very scared to proudly live in sin and say, well, only God can judge me because any judgment that the creator of the universe, um, any judgment that comes from him will surely be a lot more important than any judgment that can come from a human. Like that is not something that should be taken lightly because it's something that will happen and is very serious. And for some people, for me definitely, is really, I don't know, it's something that's really heavy. Anyways, so that scripture, I just want to read it in context and let you know what that scripture really says. So I'm reading from 1 John 4. So 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love 
does not know God because God is love. That is the scripture within its context. Um, what's so important about reading the scripture within its context is it is saying that if we do not love each other, then we do not know God because God is love. Um, we are called to love continuously throughout the Bible. However, however, it is calling us to love one another, not to love one another's sins. That is the difference, my friends. You can love someone and not love the lifestyle that they're living. You can love someone and not condone or love their sin. We are living in times and in a society where people just want to live in their feelings and they want to live prideful of their sins. And so if you don't agree with the lifestyle that they're living, if you don't agree with the choices that they're making, with the mistakes that they're making, then you automatically hate them and you're automatically a judgmental person. But it is in the same way that parents love their kids. They love their kids. We would never doubt that but do not like every decision that their kids make. They don't like when their kids misbehave. They punish their kids when they misbehave, but you would never, if, if a child throws something at their parents or misbehaves at school and their parents punish them, give them a timeout, you would never assume that because their parent does not agree with what they did and they're upset at what they've done, that the parents hate their kids. It's not logical disliking or not approving of something that someone does is not a hate for that person but a dislike for what that person is doing or the lifestyle that person is living and or pursuing that does not equate to hating the person and so the bible does not call us and god does not call us to hate people god calls us to love one another but to hate the sin we are not to condone each other's sins and we are not to like someone's sin, but we are called to love that person. Uh, maybe you've heard um, the quote, love the person, hate the sin. I am a person, I love so many people that are sinners. I'm a sinner myself and I have family members and I have friends who are proudly living in their sin and I love them and I adore them and that is never going to be a questionable thing, how I feel about them but I don't love the way that they live their lives. I don't like the decisions that they make and I do not love their sin. However, that does not in any way, shape or form mean that I hate them, but I do hate their sins the same way. Similarly, that I should hope that people who love me and are walking in line with Christ should love me for who I am and love the person that I am and love me as a sister in Christ, but hate my sin. And I always pray and I always hope that they'll confront me lovingly and lovingly correct me in my sin that to me is real love someone not wanting you to continue to live in that sin to live in that brokenness but who wants you to walk out in liberation of that another thing that in our culture and our society people are always saying like i said before is that the bible calls us not to judge one another and they usually misquote a scripture um, they are always saying like, oh, the Bible says not to judge. And the problem that I said before is that the Bible is always like these scriptures are being used out of context. And so I'm going to read to you the scripture that is commonly used to support this view that we are not to judge each other. And that is Matthew 7, 1. So Matthew chapter 7, verse 1 says, and this is Jesus speaking, judge not that you be not judged. 
For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when there is the log in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. And then, of course, it goes on and Jesus continues to speak. But that is the scripture that is commonly used. Now, Christ is not saying not to judge. Christ is warning Christians not to be hypocrites in judging someone else when they're doing the exact same thing or living the the exact same lifestyle. He wants you to judge yourself first before you make judgments of others. Okay? Now, he would be a total hypocrite. He'd be going against his own word if he were telling us not to judge. Because later on um, in Matthew 7, 15, Jesus goes on to say, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. By their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will recognize them by their fruits. Here Jesus is calling us to use discernment and judgment to decide if a person is a false prophet or not. So Jesus is actually telling us later on to judge people by their fruits, to judge people by their fruits. So if I were to say that to a person who is secular and doesn't understand like biblical wording, I would say to judge someone based off of their lifestyle, based off of the way that they are, the way that they treat other people. We are called to use discernment and judgment when it comes to people all the time throughout the Bible. So this belief that we are not to judge other people is it's out of context we are called to judge and to use discernment um lastly i just want to share um just want to share this that you know there's so many questions in the universe and there are so many questions even that believers have and there's so many things that we do not understand um and of course you should ask questions and this belief that you know, that Christians cannot ask questions, that Christians are, I don't know, that we somehow live in these like cults where we are not called to ask questions. We are not to question the Bible. No, you're actually, you you can ask questions. You can question the Bible. You should. If the Bible is believed to be the inspired word of God, that is my dog making so much noise, the inspired word of God, then shouldn't you be able to ask questions and the Bible have answers to those questions, I would call everyone and would actually implore you to go into your Bibles and to ask questions and seek answers because they are in there. Um, I'd also, lastly, like to say that, you know, in our society, no one wants to follow the Bible because the Bible has all of these rules and like, why are there so many rules? We live in a society that has rules. We have laws. And the reason that we have laws and rules is because we essentially want to be safe. We want to walk out of our homes and know that we're not going to get killed. We need rules and laws as human beings because we are not actually 
the greatest to people, right? Naturally, we would not operate by the laws um, that were given in our society. Naturally, there would be people right now outside killing people, stealing things, whatever. We operate by laws and... Um, and they keep us safe. So in the same way, if you believe that you were created by a creator, why would you not trust your creator to know what's best for you? Right? So like, if I believe in Jesus, I believe in God, why would I not trust that God knows what's best for me and not trust in the rules and the laws that he's made or the things that he says I should avoid or the lifestyles, the lifestyle that he says I should follow? which are all in there to keep me safe and to keep me from being broken. Because if we look into our society, there's so many messages of how we should live our lives and things that we should be accepting in ways that are okay to live and blah, blah, blah. And yet we see more brokenness and more loneliness and more heartbreak and the list goes on. Um, So I just want to end with that, that, you know, there are rules in the Bible and there are ways in which God says we should not live and things that we should not do and things that we should do and they're all from the goodness of his heart because he knows what's best for us as our creator and wants us to live and and in liberation and walk out of brokenness there are not rules in the bible or laws in the bible or whatever you want to call them because god hates us it's because of his love for us and because he wants us to be safe and because he wants us to live lives that are good that we have those. If not, he would just say, you know what, continue walking in your brokenness, do whatever you want and be like the rest of society. Um, And so I just want to end with that. I hope that this was informative. I hope that me sharing my faith has inspired you. And I hope that it maybe has made you look at some things that you've thought of um, when it comes to Christianity and Christians a little bit differently. And, you know, I encourage you to read verses of the Bible within their context. Um, Oh, I just want to mention, I don't know how I forgot this, that a common thing that people say is that, you know, the Bible promotes slavery and misogyny and blah, blah, blah. When you read a history book in your history class and it mentions slavery, that book mentions slavery because it's something that happened in history. The Bible is also a historical book, right? Because these are things that happened in history. It speaks of things that were going on in those times. Um, of the people who wrote the books. When you read about slavery in your history book or things that women went through in your history books, is it in your history book because the person who wrote it is proud that these things happen? Is that person promoting slavery, promoting misogyny, promoting horrible things because they have, like, are they promoting it or are they just giving you an account of something that happened in history? That is what happens in the Bible. The Bible is a historical book. And so it mentions slavery because it's something that happened. And it mentions the misogynistic culture because that was the culture at the time. It does not mean in any way or shape that that is what God wanted or that that's how God sees people. Um, And so that's just something to be aware of. Anyways, This is way longer than I wanted it to be, but I just wanted to share my heart and my love for Christ and to try to clarify some misunderstandings. I am not in any way a pastor or a theology major, so I can only offer you what little um, I know, but I hope that this helps in some way. And I just want to remind you that you can still be happy, carefree, and live a fulfilling life. And I can't wait for us to continue on this journey together and to support each other as we live lives being ordinary girls.